0: Um, I think it's a, a little bit of a, a mix of two things. I mean, he's coming to the end of the, you know, the rookie contract. So I think he's got one more year left and then the 50-year option because uh, he was in the same draft class as, um, as uh, Daniel Jones. And I think that's, you know, that's the same boat that DJ's in. Um, but I think it's a mix of he wants to get paid. He wants his guaranteed cash. And... Um, I. I I'm thinking it's a little bit more towards the organization because, Jay, you know, about halfway through the season when we started seeing the body language issues and the rumblings coming down from the Bidwell family about, you know, we can't have a collapse like we did last year down the stretch. You know, I think those expectations got heaped onto him and he just he couldn't handle it. I mean, he's saying he's saying that he feels like him Kyler Murray is being made out to be a scapegoat for their playoff loss it's not a scapegoat if it's the truth you were that bad in that game uh that it you know it wasn't really the offensive line's fault it wasn't the defense's fault it wasn't your wide receiver's fault you just straight up made Carson Wentz look Amish when Wentz short circuits and throws picks. Like he had horrendous interceptions in that playoff game. That's nobody else's fault but himself. And you saw reports of, you know, he's not the, uh, what's the direct quote? He's the, he's not the typical first guy in last guy out of the building type of deal. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to kind of stick to himself. He's got a close circle. He's super quiet. He really only, discusses things with this old man and we you know we saw rumblings of that leading into the draft uh when uh, when he got drafted by the arizona cardinals like he, he didn't really know what to do when he was communicating with the media so he always deferred to what his dad should say for him um so th- there's a lot of red flags um personally i think he he's gonna be back in arizona i think they're gonna you know come and, and, and make amends on on certain things um, I definitely think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be on the, the, the top coach on the hot seat next year uh, considering the back-to-back, you know, collapses down the stretch. Um, which, this is, was... which is which
1: – is, I get your point, but it's so stupid. Like, and Cliff Kingsbury went 2-1 and one with Cole McCoy. Like, yep. really, like, do we not understand he went two and one and he had this team undefeated? And, and I'm just, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm just getting annoyed with Kyler Murray uh, and who he is because it seems like we're in this day and age now where, like, if you don't like what's happening with your situation, then you can just, like, ask, you know, in this player empowerment era, you can just, like, sort of quit on your team and nobody's going to say boo, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the Cardinals have provided him with. Everything. Look at their roster. You got DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt, uh, AJ Green. They went out, and got him. Zach Ertz traded for him. Their defense is loaded. I mean, I just I don't understand what else this guy wants. It's not the rest of the team's fault. It really is you in this situation. Because mm-hmm. like, let's be real. When you were gone, they were playing well football. You came back, and your play wasn't up to snuff. Maybe you were still hurt. Maybe your small frame is becoming a problem now in the NFL because this is now two years in a row where you got hurt came back, and you weren't the same. Like, I pointed out to you, Puma, after his, he, he came back from his injury, he's throwing the ball like Cam Newton. Like, both his mechanics are so <coughs> up, both his feet are pointing to the line, and he's putting everything he has in his shoulder and his arm to get the ball out there, and they're just floating and sailing. So I really don't understand what his problem is. I think he's the big crybaby. He's, he's a big crybaby.
0: Yep. No, I, you're absolutely right. But I think the Bidwells are going to, you know, part ways – with uh with cliff kingsbury before they get rid of kyler murray and you know we were talking about this offline but i'll say it here too you know i think that fear is because i personally believe there's a very good chance within the next say 24 months or so that if kyler murray is not a happy camper he will pick up his ball he will go home and he will go back to playing baseball you can put it on the board here february 15th of 2022 within the next 24 months i would not be surprised if he goes to play baseball
1: so in 24 months he'll be 24 now so he'll be 26. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously I don't understand baseball, but is he is he a hot prospect? I mean is he gonna make a lot of? Oh money yeah he was it?
0: the first he was the first round draft pick by the Oakland A's. He was uh he was under contract he was ready to go play for the Oakland A's and I think he was gonna play in high double A ball would have been on the fast track to be in the big leagues. Um, but he worked out a deal with the a's that he wanted to go back to school uh, at oklahoma for one more year and he wanted to play quarterback um and that's when he got all that buzz for the heisman and then he won the heisman and he decided to tell the the oakland a's to go kick rocks and he was going to play football uh, play football but no kyle murray was one of the top draft prospects in major league baseball uh, i believe he was going to play shortstop if i recall correctly it was either shortstop or second base but he was definitely one of the top guys, and was going to be fast tracked to the big leagues.
1: I mean, I just I just I just find it fascinating that this guy is going to cry, go home, and go play a different sport. Like, I mean, we're just in a, such a. I don't want to talk like to the old man in the room, Puma, and, and I hate the fact that I'm even at this point. Like, I'm only 32 years old, and I'm saying this crap that like you can't just quit when life gets hard. Like, I understand you're going through a rough patch right now, but, like, you can't just, like, bury your head in the stand and then go play baseball and pretend like these problems don't exist. Like, these these same problems will follow you to Oakland. You're going to have a rough stretch in Oakland where you're not going to win a few games and your performance is going to be great. How are you going to react then? Like, go back to the NFL? Like, I always say, Puma, you can leave your spouse, you can leave your relationship, you can leave your city, you can leave your job, but you are who you are, and that's going to follow you to your next endeavor. And I just don't understand, what, like you know, why he's throwing a hissy fit at this stage in his career.
0: Well, that's you know that kind of encapsulates society as a whole, right? Like that's kind of the softification of of society. If you mm-hmm. know, to go and get stuff, like we don't grit, we don't bite down on the piece of wood and persevere. We just. You know, kick and scream and get our way, and that's that's what happens. But that's a different discussion for another podcast because we could probably spend a good hour on what society's woes is when it comes to not being mentally tough.
1: <laughs> Where's all the Rip Wheeler? We need more Rip Wheelers out we here. We need yeah. more
0: Rip Wheeler and Beth, <laughs> and Beth Wheeler and John Dutton, and even even the uh, the old man in the bunkhouse whose name I'm Lloyd. I'm, I'm spacing. Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. We need more Lloyd in, in the world too. We would be a, it would be a better place if we had more of those mm-hmm. guys in real life. But that's well, a, that's a discussion for a different day.
1: Yeah.